Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Okay, I guess I'll clap now. This is two episodes in a row. Hey, clap. I'll- <laughs> clap now. <laughs> Thank you, producer. I deserve Mr. it every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus, you unclapping swine. So uh, something was mentioned to me between our recordings in that I kept in the last episode, I kept saying Broomhilda, referring to my girlfriend as Broomhilda. And some people don't know why. And so I'd like to illuminate that. Yeah, he was mentioning that before the recording. And I forget since I know him, that as soon as he said that, I knew he was talking about. But for you in the audience who may not know, he does live with his girlfriend. So he refers to her as Broomhilda. So when Broomhilda and I first started living together, uh, she was a carpenter for uh, scenic scenery on stage. So essentially uh, plays. She would build the sets for plays and whatnot. And uh, when we we first started living together, she'd come home and I would just find random screws all over the house. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just keep them in my pocket when I'm working. And then they just fall out as I move around the house. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> so we yeah. curb, curbed that in the bud. But um, the reason I called her Broomhilda is because there was an old Warner Brothers cartoon witch character named Broomhilda. Uh-huh. And whenever she moved around, uh, she would drop bobby pins out of her hair. Oh. So she'd leave a trail of bobby pins. So my broom. I thought you were calling her a witch or something. I thought Broomhilda sounds like a witch. No, no, that's the that's. <laughs> I'm glad you explained it. I thought you were just calling her a witch-like character. We must find the book, brew the potion, and suck the lives out of the children of Salem before sunrise. Otherwise, it's curtains. <laughs> I thought you knew for sure why I was calling her Broomhilda. I just thought it was a goofy name. You're calling your girlfriend. That's so. Funny. That's obviously not her name. So, and then when you when you think of the name Broomhilda, you think of a witch. Oh, for sure. And that character is yeah. a witch, yeah. But oh, she is. Okay, well there you go. Well, I thought you were calling her a witch, so instead you're because she drops things. I'm still calling her a witch, essentially. Okay, okay. She's a very pretty witch, and she loves the nickname. So I've got a story here that also relates back to our last episode. Uh, what was that um, agency that keeps track of meteor strikes or meteor explosions in the atmosphere? Do you remember it? Uh. <sighs> Well, I think it was called like the Fireball Registry or something. Is the oh. are you talking about what what keeps track of everything that's happened, like as far as meteors hitting the Earth? Yes, it was called like the Fireball or something. Okay, like the Fireball. Uh, if you gave me a second, I could look it up. <laughs> but something I just, like that. I thought it was super timely that uh, when we were talking about it in the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see the date here. Uh, we recorded, I think, the last episode on a Thursday, and then the day after we recorded. Or excuse me, uh, the day before we recorded, um, there was a meteor that probably exploded over the state of Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. At least that's what the American Meteor Society suggests this uh, phenomenon was. Around 7 p.m., people observed a bright streak of light across the sky. I think it was three minutes later. Yeah. After three minutes after the streak, there was a big boom heard. Because it like blew up in the sky. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, emergency such and such was called and blah, blah, blah. But uh, the Meteor Society thinks that's what it was. And they think it's partly due to the annual, I'm going to butcher this, get ready, Eta Aquird meteor shower, which is caused by the Earth's orbit. Very butchered, yep. (laughs) It's caused by the Earth's orbit um, through the path of Halley's Comet. And it just sprinkles our atmosphere with all sorts of uh, debris. I looked it up. It's called the Fireball Database. There you go. Yeah. I bet they have something on this. They probably would. Well, that is interesting. We, we predicted the future in our stories. Yeah, so right. maybe we got to keep track. All our stories could possibly be future things. So uh, they right. say. Right, Sean? Yes. Right? You agree with me, right? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Whew. 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 <laughs> Freaked me out. They say that we will probably get more sightings in the weeks to come. So keep your eyes peeled. Fear the skies. 
I was reading something funny the other day that kind of stuck with me, just the title. But I guess uh, in Rome, seagulls are eating rats now. Seagulls? That's because of as seagulls. In, oh, seagulls. You know, you know, like, oh, man. What do you think I said? Singles, as in people's. Oh, yeah. Single, single, single men and women are eating rats yeah. now to, to find dates. <laughs> no, it's seagulls. Like the caca, like the birds at the beach that like terrorize people. Like, guess they're a big problem in rome like uh it says the seagull population in rome has exploded in recent years and uh it's because uh, it's such a tourist attraction and all the restaurants and cafes people just leaving trash and and all the birds are eating all the bread and everything but now since everyone's inside because of the coronavirus there's not as much food going around so i guess they're eating like other stuff basically and rats are on the menu as well oh man why a rat that seems like a lot to take down if you're not like a yeah, predatory I've bird seen chickens I mean, on video, I haven't seen it live, but I've seen chickens on videos. They eat mice, so I guess maybe it's a bird. Thing. I, I don't know. I guess I, don't, I always think of birds eating. I guess they eat meat, but like, I don't know. <laughs> you think hawks and stuff. Hawks saw, and stuff are like hunting things, but seagulls? I saw a gruesome video uh, the other day of a woodpecker that was just pecking the head of a live pigeon and eating its brains, and it was it was gnarly. <laughs> intriguing there is there is precedent for that meat eater a woodpecker just walked up to a pigeon and just started they were babies stuck in a nest unable to defend themselves and the woodpecker was just going to town on this dude's noggin what yeah okay that's fucked you got some video later Uh, that is fucked up wow It, it was i had to watch it twice to make sure i I Make sure you, you saw what you're seeing. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, nature's nature's brutal. Jesus. It also said the seagulls are eating. Uh, let's see. It mentioned fish. It mentioned. Uh, give me one second. Da, 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 da. Oh, pigeons. Yeah. They're going after pigeons and swallows as well and blackbirds. But they also mentioned the rats. Man. I, who knew seagulls were so aggressive? I, you know, I had no idea. I mean, I guess. Because everything's changing because of the coronavirus, so they're not they don't have the food, so they either have to adapt or die. So they're getting aggressive now. They're going after whatever moves. So fear the seagulls and wow. the skies. I guess yeah. you're right. Uh, that yeah, I mean, it's a vacuum, right? Strongest it survive. is. It is the power vacuum, or it's like a food vacuum. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, did you? Uh, any other final thoughts on birds? I was gonna say at some point they're probably gonna start eating each other. And then this might change the way uh, mafia people start talking to each other. It's like, <laughs> oh, you dirty rat. Instead of feeding him the fishes, they'd be like, ah, I'm going to feed you to the to the seagulls, the son of a bitch. It's more scientifically accurate. You know, that's <laughs> what mafia people are known for. Yeah. No, I have no other thoughts. No, <laughs> not, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> did you ever intern anywhere? I did. Where? Uh, it was on the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I interned a long time ago and pretty much was like, you know, slave labor. <laughs> it's just free. You work for free and exposure in the hope that someone like hires you. But that's still a happen. that's still a fun environment, right? You got to see it people. Was cool. And... For sure. I saw Conan. I saw Conan. There you go. I like Conan. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's worth it. Uh, that sounds like a great internship. Let me tell you about a better one. Well, I'm, I'm going to set that up wrong. Okay. This guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck your internship. No. <laughs> this guy discovered a planet during his internship. Oh, I think I read about this guy. His name is uh, Wolf Cuckier, and he's 17 oh, years old. I did not read about that guy. I mean, I read about the title, but that name. What is his name? Wolf Cuckier? Cuckier? Oh, God. Cuckier. Cuckier. Okay, cool. You see? So he was offered a two-month internship at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland. And he's mm-hmm. a senior in high school. And he's there one night working and just observing um, this. And his, and his name is Wolf? He gets laid all the time. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I discovered a planet. My name is Wolf. Anyway, I'm sorry. He's working on uh, – he was looking at this binary system, uh, TOI-1338, and – when he was examining the data, lo and behold, he discovered some irreg- irregularities that led to a planet. I'm sorry, you mean the the date the data? No, no, no. I I meant to say what I said. Data. What? Data. I, I can't, what is this word? Your d- date data. Data. 
Anyways. <laughs> so uh, he noticed some so irregularity. What did they, what did they <laughs> He noticed some irregularity in the data, and uh, it turned out to be a planet that was roughly s- around seven times the size of Earth. How far away was that? This is uh, 1,300 light years. A good journey. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. Cool, this guy discovered a planet. That's fun, blah, 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 blah. We discovered mm-hmm. planets a lot. all the time, and this guy's getting mad tang. So Mad tang, yeah, and his name's Wolf. What really makes this interesting and sets it apart from other planets is it's the first planet to be found in a uh, circumbinary system. Or, I'm sorry, it's considered a circumbinary planet, meaning it orbits two suns. Oh, it does like a, like a figure eight? That's what I imagined. But so they said the first sun orbits the other sun every 15 days. I imagine this planet is it orbits the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it could, or it could be some like crazy uh, spirograph pattern, you know, <laughs> roller coaster ride, or just like going <laughs> in between these two suns, like super quick. In and sure. Out. I don't know when sunset's going to be today. Yeah, Who knows? It has to be the whole fucking thing, yeah. Because otherwise, that's that that rip a planet apart, right? That'd be <laughs> that perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now this guy likened it to um, Tatooine. Why? Because Tatooine has two suns. Oh, <laughs> well, that's not good enough for you. It is, I guess. I was sitting there like, why is it a desert planet? I feel like, like you should have known that. Well, I think Tatooine, I think a desert planet. So that's why I was like, is it a desert planet? So yeah, okay, I guess two suns. Whatever. Whatever. I don't worry about Star Wars. Yeah. My little you both know. You're lucky we didn't get Star Wars trivia in that last game. I read Star Wars <laughs> books, guys. Star Wars books. I, I dare you say you've all read a Star Trek anything. Shut up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Star Wars the Star Wars books are not canon anymore, so doesn't matter. You're reading fan well, fiction at that point. Yeah, well, <laughs> it had some ba- shut up. It had some basis in, in for you guys. Here's a playwright. I gotta fuck you guys. I'll show you my own stories with with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> I gotta hook. So you have a hooker story? I kind of got a stripper story. <laughs> you do? Okay. I mean, go for it. But I, I'm curious. It's a good segue. Um, so a strip club in, uh, where is this? I want to say it's in Portland. Yeah. Portland. I already love the story, by the way. <laughs> a strip club in okay. Portland, excuse me, a gentleman's club in Portland had to shut down because of the coronavirus stuff, but they still had a mm. kitchen. And so they were still serving food. And, um, so the owner was getting a fair amount of uh, request for food. And then on mm. his social media one night, he just posted this idea for like a, a stripper delivery service and mm. people loved it. So he developed his stripper delivery service. It's called Boober Eats. Dude, I've talked about Boober. Yeah? I, yes, I have. I've mentioned Boober many times. And not, no, not about uh, this guy. I invented my own one, but it was about a ladies who, who drove topless and drove you was my idea for Boober. But not oh. the strippers that f- deliver food. No, so I'm saying I mentioned the idea of Boober, but it was my own idea about a topless uber service that's uh, so when funny I looked, when i thought about it for a second i figured that's probably not safe for people to do and it, so, <laughs> so not only is it parties involved. it's not safe but it's not practical because there's only one front seat and you know everybody wants to sit in the front like no one's yeah. gonna want to sit in the back for the boober ride yeah yeah and then there'll be people like just getting rides and just keeping people driving in circles for boober like yeah i had the whole i i totally had this idea but it was only because of the name Boober. So I did not have the idea of a stripper food delivery. I don't know who I say, who I, whose idea I like more, this Boober or your Boober. Oh, mine's way better. Well, so, I mean, with this Boober, the girls show up, two girls, bring your food to your house. They're wearing pasties and stripper clothing. And, okay. um, you know, they're, they're uh, followed by uh, the big bouncer that just stands there and looks at you awkwardly God. as these chicks deliver the food. And then, like, the guys, they make it rain with, like, individual dollar bills and Ziploc baggies and just like, ah, <laughs> supposedly the coronavirus lives on money, so you got to be careful. Or maybe the chicks are, like, spraying Lysol in the air. It's like, yeah. So if you're in the Portland area and you listen to the show, you should check this out. Boober Eats. Uh, they deliver from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. And um, they were saying delivery rates generally are $30, um, depending on the what you're ordering and uh, the distance, but they said, as long as the girls are taken care of, you know, they'll drive super far just to 
get you your hot wings. Hot wings and titties. I'm sorry, breasts. More than one way. Hot wings, am I right? Huh? Hot wings. My boober's way better, dude. Because <laughs> if you want cold, oh, cold food with some strippers, you can't even do anything. Versus exposed boobs. That's the thing. <laughs> Mine's exposed boobs as they drive, and then you're in the back seat. I don't. So I guess you don't. There's, there'll be a mirror up there. No, oh. no a camera. Yeah, yes. I, I just realized. Okay, now I see the flaw because you can't see the boobs from the back seat. Yeah, is that what you're saying. Oh, uh, but just maybe the knowledge alone. Like, okay, first of all, okay, if you have Uber, <laughs> which is the same rate, or Boober with a chick who's topless, which are you going to choose? I think you need to start it with your Boober thing. I think you need to start uh, developing a mirror. Like, have you ever taken a cooking class? Where they they no. cook on the range, but they have a mirror oh. above them that's angled at forty five, so you can in see what's school, going there down. There was like a whole med class, and they had that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think then she needs some sort of a uh, roof mirror for your goal to work. Yeah, because then oh. you get a, a a shot for sure. But yeah. then, what's the dude version of this? Bulber? I don't know. Oh, um, cocker, peener, dicker. Uber. Let's think about that first. <laughs> Let's see. Edit. Ten minutes later. Uh, Balber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we really could. See, I, you know, it's funny. Like I'm already sitting there. Like I know later on I'll come up with like the perfect one. Ge- Maybe it's genitaler. It's all because I guess they have vaginas too that we're not marketing, but we're their market is the boobs. So you're saying the man's market is. I'm just is trying to be. Genitals? I'm just trying to be equal here. Yeah, because we don't have any sort of equivalent, right? It's all. I don't know. Chicks like I don't know abs, I guess, but not, that's not real either. Aber. Ab- Aber is not bad. Maybe because then it's something visual, and you're not showing up. Otherwise, we got to come out with vagina or vajuber, vajuber, vajuber. Like otherwise, we got to come up with that. Like we're showing up. Cocker or penis or whatever the fuck you want to make. So, so it can't be about the genitals. It has to be about the upper half okay. exposed. Uh, pecker. Yeah. So here, okay. Oh, let's clean. Let's clean these topics up. Okay, we're getting a little too in the gutter. All right. Fair enough. So, I'm really going to summarize this story because it has like a lot of words in the story. But really, here's what the story really says. It makes me laugh. It's like basically, here's what it says. Uh, white people react positively to a black person calling them the N word. <laughs> okay. This is like a this is a psycho. Uh, you know that's why I didn't write down the journal it was in, but it was a psychological journal, and this is something they studied, and so there's a proof that this is true. But before I even get into it, I already knew this was true. Don't you think the same thing? Right. Like, well, because it is it's essentially great. validation, and uh, you're kind of let into the club as long as it's not said with hate and like fuck you sort of intentions unless are they measuring that as well a little bit yeah no yeah you're asking great questions but that's when i saw the the title load it was one of those i already knew that we all do that like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just, it's great it's great if like dude if that ever happens that's the epitome of a white guy's like you know day at least if not month or year or life <laughs> if someone puts you in that club and they start and they call you that in a good way but anyway so so they found that a black person using the N word with a without the hard R. Uh, <laughs> <describe> <laughs> a, <laughs> I don't know how to do this story. <laughs> uh, and so to describe a white person who was perceived was perceived as less derogatory and more affiliative than the use of both asshole and cracker. And so here's how the how they studied it basically. Um, so to study 324 white participants, they read a brief story about a black person using a slur to refer to a white person during a basketball game. And in one version of the story, the two people were described as friends. Another version, they were described them as strangers. And then the slur used in the story varied from the N-word with a hard R, the N-word with the, without that, okay. and then cracker, okay. asshole, and buddy. And so I guess people like black people and white people alike and the participants read these stories and it all favored toward, yeah, like the white people never minded when the black guy called the white guy the N word at all or something like that. And even, and I think it said like black and white people both agreed that it was like, it seemed more, they call it, I like this word affiliative, which pretty much means like they seemed like they knew each other and it seemed more friendly. They're saying is that the researchers found that the slurs used between <laughs> friends 
were viewed as less offensive and less derogatory than the ones. Oh yeah. That's why they mentioned strangers versus friends. I guess they found out that, you know, if they're strangers, it seemed a little bit more offensive, but yeah. if they were described as friends. <laughs> Cause I mean, you don't it, forget the fact that it's the N word, but you don't go around calling strangers assholes. You know what I mean? Like you would <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. You would call a friend an asshole. I've called you an asshole probably a couple times <laughs> today. Yeah, exactly. And that's not even counting what I think in my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. For I know sure. you get creative sometimes. <laughs> I do. I do. But that's kind of the end of the story. But I'm, I, the whole thing really cracked me up that someone took the time to study this and it's in some psychological journal. And it is almost one of those <laughs> weird truths that we all knew, but no one ever put the paper <laughs> until someone did. <laughs> So we'll do it. It's fact now. Yeah, no. If, if any black person listening to this, please call me the N word. That'd be great. Like, <laughs> I won't call you the N word. Of course, I'm not Jesus, but you can. You're definitely can call me that. That'd be great. That reminds me of um, that one story about uh, two satellites on either side of the sun, and they took a picture simultaneously, proving once and for all that the sun is round. <laughs> oh, the sun is a yeah. sphere. <laughs> something we already knew but we finally have proof yeah for finally sure. after years of wondering well hey uh so spacex has put out a new uh simulator have you heard about this i have not so let me let me just give you a quote here this simulator will familiarize you with the controls of the actual interface used by nasa astronauts to manually pilot the spacex dragon 2 vehicle to the international space station so what this means is um, if you Google SpaceX simulator, hit the first link and your window will pop up and it'll be a space simulator. Yeah, go ahead and do that. And uh, what it's simulating is you piloting the SpaceX shuttle and docking with the International Space Station. And according to this article I got in front of me, it's uh, pretty legit as far as the tools that the astronauts actually use and uh, the interface may be different, really? and you know I'm sure there's more lights and buttons on theirs, but ultimately it boils down to what you're doing there. And I've tried it a few times. It's a lot of fun. Takes a lot of patience. I bet it would, because all that stuff really is. It's not like obviously it's not like the movies. You're just like, oh, fly in now. It's it's precise and very slow. And if you fuck up a little bit, everyone dies. So yeah, I crashed into the space station twice. <laughs> <laughs> It's really I'm tough. Save this. This is sick. Yeah, I would love uh, for that to be your guys' homework. To uh, I gave it, I gave it two tries, and I couldn't dock. Like I got. Oh, really? really? Okay. Yeah, I got two really tries. squirrely. So, I'm way down. I'm waiting for that. The article here recommends uh, aim for the green diamond that is marked on the docking adapter. So aim oh, for that. We all do that. <laughs> you didn't aim for the green diamond, stupid. Yeah, and then you're advised to keep your. Uh, it says rate. I'm guessing speed uh, at minus point six feet per second. And then. It's crazy. Go through the tutorial and everything. It's a lot of fun if you have Is fifteen minutes to kill because it takes oh, it takes some time just to pilot it because you don't just you know. Full thrusters ahead. See, this is one space of those station. things I would do. Like I don't like to learn skills that would help me in my actual life versus this that I would never use ever. I would probably spend a whole day trying to like learn. But yeah, I can't really pilot a helicopter to save your life. But if we're in space, I could dock if we wanted to. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, when I read about this, I was so worried that uh, I was going to be have to download an app and it was going to use my computer's graphics such and such, and because it's not necessarily a graphics mm. computer. So uh, I was glad to know that it was all online. You bitch. Oh, I'm not talking to you. Sorry. Uh, I just blew a spider off of. <laughs> I forgot my mic. There was a spider crawling off my wall and I blew it. You just sucked a spider off? I didn't suck his dick is what it sounds like. No, I didn't suck the spider's dick. I just kind of blew it off the wall because he was going forward. I don't know. I think I made a spider friend in my room. And... <laughs> I don't know. It's way off topic. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to explain why I was saying bitch to the other spider. He was going to my friend. I, there's a spider in the corner of my room that hasn't moved, I swear, for like four or five days. I it, there's no web in the corner just sitting there. I'm like, like I even I blow air out of there once in a while. He definitely moves. And I'm like, what's his plan, dude? He's just going to sit. I think he's just sitting there dying, but he's like right next to my computer. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, man. Sorry about the rant. Just 
Also, actually, I had another idea about uh, the Uber genital thing. We can call it ball bagger. Ball bagger? Yeah, for the for the dudes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than. <laughs> I, is that a delivery service where they deliver oranges? Or like that ends with er, boober, <laughs> and that's where like cocker and other things. So ball bagger kind of ends with it. Sorry, sorry. How about dude burr? Oh, dupe dupe. That works. I mean, there's no sexual. No sexual connotation there, but it works. Nah, yeah, that, that does work. That is the best one. <laughs> so speaking of uh, your strange animals, I have a story here about Bigfoot. Have you guys heard about the recent sightings over at Turkey Mountain? In- uh, no. I have not. More. So there's been uh, grainy photos taken of a mysterious Bigfoot-like creature. Uh, grainy, of course, in uh, 2020. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. 47 megapixel cameras, but grainy ass. <laughs> that's, that's Bigfoot. Everyone remember, have you ever the theory that each is blurry? <laughs> oh, he has an aura where if you try to take a picture of him, it affects the electricity. It analyzes yeah. <laughs> all photography. So uh, Turkey Mountain is in Tulsa, Arizona, or to- Tulsa, Oklahoma, excuse me. Um, and uh, these pictures circulated for a little while, and then it was discovered that it was just a big giant hoax. Shocker. Yep. It was a hoax by, I think, the uh, the Parks Department or whatever to um, uh, what? generate buzz. And um, I think the campaign was all about revisit the parks, but uh, stay socially distant and blah, blah, blah. I like how the Parks Department can like, pretend to be Bigfoot and it's all big, like, no big deal. But when I pretend to be a governor of some state, it's called fraud. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, we're Bigfoot, and we're the the Parks Department did it. I thought you were say some dude did it, like oh, and he's in trouble in jail. But they're allowed to be like, oh, well, oh, you know just- what? It it's <laughs> it's not the Parks Department. And I'm reading it. It's um, <laughs> some dude. His name was Ryan Howell, and okay, uh, we came out here and staged several sighting photos, and from there it exploded. It absolutely exploded. And I'm guessing he came out before people made him come out you know before he was turned into a national fraud uh-huh i'm guessing poor bastard yeah you know bigfoot sightings what are you gonna do i was reading something about i guess horses can recognize pictures of their keepers <laughs> okay Which, yeah so this lends more credit credence to the whole mr right thing about horses being intelligent um but it was kind of cool because there was like a there's basically making a list of animals that can differentiate human faces and stuff. I guess cats weren't necessarily on that list. I was shocked. Dogs are, because you know they're man's best friend or whatever. But the horses are, I guess, can do it really good too. And how they figured this out is they basically taught horses how to choose between two photos by basically touching their nose to two photos, mm-hmm. and then they'd show the horse uh, pictures of their owners or their keepers, and then they'd show you know strangers, and then the horse seventy five percent of the time could choose the person that was like you know in charge of them or something versus and they said they said since it was 75 percent, that's more than just coincidence like it's more they can tell that they're remembering these people that's interesting that cats don't have that ability is that why they're always assholes well to be fair this article didn't mention the cats i kind of went a little further and just looked up can cats recognize faces and there was a big debate about that dogs yes primates yes uh certain birds i think it said yes and even said a, a certain type of fish could some fishes could <laughs> but when it mentioned cats and it wasn't really talking about faces it was talking about more on smells they're kind of a smell-based creature i think and uh, cats can recognize other cats faces <laughs> wow but but they're saying more human faces or something they're I think just less concerned about honestly. Well, yeah. Which, which makes sense. And how do you test a cat? Huh? Like they, yeah, they're they, cats. They defy logic and physics and stuff. Yeah. But but the horse though also what was cool too is uh, the horse could pick out uh, previous keepers up to six months old, so it had a memory. Uh, interesting. Okay, up to six months. So they tested it longer than that. I'm guessing. Well, I think I, it's more it's more like a horse triggered a uh, picture from six months ago, and they were saying previous all the previous stuff they were just triggering the same. They said seventy five percent to the same rate. Actually, they even said something crazy that the horse would pick older owners almost over the current ones all the time. So I think that almost shows in this weird experiment the huh. horses were just like having. I think they were just choosing previous ones to just like show like memory, almost like oh I remember him, I remember him, yeah, type of thing. Versus like saying oh, I like him better, 
You know what I mean? I think it was just something about the horses. So there is like a a horse memory, basically. This study basically is talking about how horses have a long, robust you know memory, and horses can live to be like thirty years old or something. It was saying, and yeah. oh, what was else it was saying? What, 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 yeah, like how intelligent is a horse on the animal ranking? Is like a dolphin more intelligent than a horse? I'm guessing. Well, do- um, I don't know the ranking. Let's just say that right uh, here. No one. Uh, let's, we could probably look it up and get a, an official one. But uh, I know dolphins, pigs, and you know monkeys and chimpanzees. You know, basically monkeys basically are up there. Right. So you've heard the phrase "dumb as a horse." So I'm not. I don't think they're up there. But obviously, they're smarter than we, you know, give them credit for it too. I always, really, you know, I always thought an animal that lets you ride its back for hours on end was stupid. Anyways, like. You got to be a moron to let somebody do that to you. That's just, I mean, in humanity, we call that getting walked all over. They're just born to run, man. They're just born to run, dude. Uh, something this article said that I thought was really interesting, though, is like we've shared more than 5,000 years of history with horses. And then plus they live up to 30 years. This this would lead to like why you would need to have this information. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah. Basically, it was talking about, too, why would you need to recognize faces and – I never really thought about it, but it kind of made sense is because you need to be able to adjust your behavior depending on who you encounter. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's kind of the whole reason why you're like, when I recognize you guys, I'm like, oh, it's these guys again. First, <laughs> I recognize like, you know, someone to rob me. I'm like, oh God, it's that guy again. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, uh, immediately. Like, oh, I'm going to go high five that guy over there. I hope he's not Hitler. Like, I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, one thing that uh, scares me about this article is I've committed several crimes against horses. <laughs> and I thought uh, I thought they'd never be able to figure me in. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, I I basically impersonated a horse. I had a horse family. I did the whole thing, and then I just left them. I thought I was, you know, gonna get away with it. But now, up to thirty, you know, they lived up to thirty years, and they're remembering stuff from six months ago and shit. I might get, you know, I don't know. So they can they can pick me out of a lineup. Well, that's what I was just imagining as a lineup. And you, we make fun of you because a lot of people look like you. Like we find- uh, yeah, I would say a lot of people, but yeah, if you have glasses and you know dirty blonde hair, and you're not you know a twig, and then, <laughs> and then yeah, and then you have you know have a beard, then yeah, pretty much y'all we all yeah white guys with beards and glasses are pretty much the same. The the Espe- especially in the locales yeah. we hang out yeah. at Comic Con and your uh, your your bars and sure, I'm the hottest so, of them all though. That being said, I just imagine a lineup of lookalike yous. And then the horse behind the glass and the de- detective's like, uh, you know, which one was it? And the horse is <laughs> number three, huh? <laughs> number three, step forward. <laughs> Say the um, line. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> so I know it's a bit late in the episode, but um, I wanted to bring up this story about Uber, another Uber story. Not. Oh, okay. Not Boober. Not to be confused with Boober, the so, topless lady driving up. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so uh, this Uber driver called the cops on three teenagers that took his car to their to their destination, which just happened to be a bank. And oh, he the reason he called the cops was because he heard one of the kids say, I'm going to cap somebody. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he put two and two together. And figured out that they were trying to rob the place. Through an Uber. They, yeah, they were going to take an Uber to the bank, rob it. And then they already had their pickup Uber geared up. So when they'd come outside, they just hop in that and get away. That's on some, it's like, when I hear that story, it's like 60%, no, I want to say 70% stupid. But on some weird level, I like the, I like it. So I want to say 30% genius. But it's <laughs> mostly stupid. It's like, because there's a, you know, there's a, a clear you know route of what you just took like someone's gonna figure that out but stupid teenagers so there's not much meat to this but it did remind me of that one time i went to a party and i met a self-proclaimed bank robber oh you actually have told me about this before (laughs) because i've heard this story before yeah i go to a party and this dude is I, I've never met this guy in my life and I've never met him since. But he <laughs> he was completely comfortable with telling me that he robbed banks and the way he did it was uh, by taxi cab. So this is a little before Uber. That's 
crazy. <laughs> no. Tell us more, please. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> Needless to say, I think he's in some federal prison right now. <laughs> he didn't tell you like the deeper strategies of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He said um, never show. Yeah, yeah go further. <laughs> his, his tips for a successful bank robbery were uh, never show a weapon or make mention of a weapon because those are extra time if you get caught. Extra charges. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, slip them a note, never say anything. Because uh, the bank's policy is just to give you the money and move on because they're insured and, you know, that amount of money, the amount of money you're going to get is not worth somebody's life. So I feel like, the, why would you do a note? Because that's almost more evidence that, like, everything you've written versus if you say something and they only have, it's just some lady testifying, oh, he said this. Or some man testify. I don't want to be sexist. It all, uh, whoever it is, whoever is, te- whoever the teller is, is just it's versus you versus their testimony versus if you write it down, that's proof right there. But I mean, you're walking out right. with stolen money. <laughs> what what do you mean proof? With no weapon. You just give them a note. How do you how do you steal money with no weapon and you can't mention a weapon? Like because if the girl said no, then the answer obviously is no. No. But the thing right. is, is she's not gonna say yeah. no. She would never say no because of the implication. Hey, with a taxi cab driver waiting outside for you who's just hey, like not give me money <laughs> or else okay so when you're in the lineup i'll, I'll be mad i can't mention a weapon i'll i'll pull out my my tomato if, if you get my drift you can't mention you you, you pull, can't. My, my tomato i'll pull out my tomato if you get my drift see see get my tomato out and i'll 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 you know what i'll do with that tomato so you better Give me that money because I'll. What's the threat? Couldn't they say no if there's no? <laughs> well, yeah, of course they could say no, but they're not going to. God damn it! Like it's not worth somebody's life, so they'll just give you the thousand dollars and move on. But in your example, where you can't use weapons, how do you threaten someone's life with no weapon? Because of the implication. If you're crazy enough to walk into a bank and slide a note across the counter that says "Give me money." Chances are, <laughs> yeah. chances are you have a weapon. Okay, I see. Just because it's so crazy to do, you have to take the gamble that they're crazy and they will have one. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, fine. I'll give you that. Okay. Plus, I think the whole know, yeah. the note aspect is better because you don't get your voice. They don't get to hear your voice. So when you're in the lineup and you say, "Give me your money," you know, oh, let me let me hear number four. Give me your money. No, it's not that one. You know. Not to get too crazy to this, but actually, I do remember because I used to, you know, I love true crime stuff. And a long time ago, I watched this FBI show all about different cases. And there was a bank robbery dude. And how they caught him, he was a really successful bank robber. He used to put like a, I think Hollywood masks on or something. I want to say he might have been called a Hollywood bank robber. But um, he, I guess he stashed a bunch of like loot and weapons and stuff somewhere. And someone just happened to find it randomly <laughs> if he hadn't stashed that stuff somewhere or there was someone had found his stash of stuff he never would have been caught some type of deal but his neighbors when they were honing in on him one thing they said about the neighbor uh that thought that they thought it was weird is he would exercise and run around the neighborhood and do a lot of exercise but he would do it in normal clothes like jeans <laughs> and stuff and because he was that was him training to like just walk into a bank looking normal and get in and get out really quick and like I think they were saying, so he's, he's like could like jump over the he was doing like early parkour stuff like like or like box jumps practically just like to jump over the counter to grab loot, and he'd always choose a bank that was near the forest or woods area, and then he'd drive a motorcycle in like a mile away and then walk the rest, go in there do the heist, run into the woods, run to his motorcycle and drive away. Oh, man. That was another thing my guy said. He said, um, you always want to rob a bank and not like a liquor store, because if you rob a bank, you're going to federal prison, which is better than local prison. What? Why is fe- I What? I don't know. Shut up. He was the fuck out. This guy's an idiot, Maybe obviously, because he okay. robs banks, but all his advice is stupid. It, again, I don't know shit about prisons either, but federal, like, I, I feel like locals, like, oh, you know, federal, you're doing some hard time, man. <laughs> That doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know maybe, shit about shit. Maybe <laughs> it was more right to my ears. <laughs> maybe it was more about the um, the charges as opposed like 
the charges of robbing a bank versus robbing a privately owned liquor store. I don't know. I don't know what it maybe, was, but maybe. he was. I, mean, I don't know. That's crazy. That's funny. We got to watch more bank robbing movies, I guess. That's where the answers are. Well, that's what that was. Another question is, I know you have famously come up with a heist idea. Do you want to share it I on did. air? Well, I don't know, because now I can never do it. <laughs> okay, I'll never do it anyway. I never do. I it remember anyway. this. Uh huh. I did too. This is funny. This was like like in high school days. I was like, I have the perfect way to heist something. I remember and... every single detail. <laughs> so do I. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> it was funny. I feel like you guys are going to remember way more details than I do. So I'm like, I'm like pulling this out of. Okay. So I remember the plan was I need to get a van and I wanted to cut a hole in the bottom of the van. So <laughs> then you could escape into the sewer systems and then I'd, I'd find my target and then my crew, I would have them all dressed in stormtrooper outfits because stormtrooper outfits are, you know, you don't know if it's a man, woman, black, white, you know, you know, transgender, you don't know who's in there type of deal. And you'd go in there with, I guess, fake. Uh, now, now that we've learned this information, you go in there with replica weapons, so it doesn't count as a real weapon. Maybe, maybe in the eyes of the law, who knows? Maybe who knows? Probably I, not. Probably not. I don't know. Did you hear about that girl that on May the fourth was? Um... She was arrested for walking around stormtrooper outfit with a weapon, and the cops detained her. Well, she had a real one. No, she had a, like a replica stormtrooper uh, blaster. Well, I mean, the answer is, dude. That's yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't walk around with a gun that looks real. I mean, it's gonna look crazy. But if you're already, you know, doing this crazy plan of going to the maybe maybe have replicas. And maybe I'm just saying maybe later on now that we're talking about if it's a weapon or not, maybe that would help you. But who the fuck knows? Anyway, so you go in there, do your business. You get out of there quick. Get out of there quick. And then you have this high speed chase, high speed chase on the freeway with the cops because that's going to happen. We all know that. OK, no matter what you do, whatever, whatever we think of, whatever we think of, it's always going to fucking happen. It always happens where they're going to something's going to go wrong and the, the cops are going to chase you. So go on a high, high, high speed chase. And then the point of this chase, though is you have a, an area already picked out that's access to the sewer system. So you have to find the perfect place. If you can, it'd have to be under a bridge. That'd be nice. But who, that's not – who cares? So anyway, your van, you park it with the hole under it already over the sewer system, right? Right? Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Then you go use the hole to go into the sewer system. And I've watched so many police fucking chases that when a car stops, no matter where they stop, they don't sit there and approach it. They, they sit there forever. They surround it forever. They sit there going, okay, what's he going to do next? What's he going to do next? This entire time, we're just – we're all take. okay. We're, oh, yeah, we're also taking off the Stormtrooper gear. We're taking it all off and putting it in the van, and then we're all snoking, sneaking into the sewers. Now, now we have a van full of Stormtrooper gear up there where the cops are looking at, and we're all in the sewers. We have ATVs down there, in the, ATVs, super fast vehicles down there. Uh-huh. And then we, we, blow up, we blow up the van. The van's blown up. And the cops are like, oh my god, like, and they're just sifting through the rubble. And then we we escape in the ATVs and, and jump out and like miles and miles away. And the, there's no even if the cops are using like thermal thermal things to, to see us. We're underground. We're underground. They can't see us. And then we pop up like two miles away in our other car that's already sitting there waiting for us. And then we get out scot clean. I think we have to edit this out. This is too good. <laughs> we have to stop. I told you I this a long time ago. I don't think this is too good. How do you get good. an ATV down a manhole? Um, you. It's going to take six months, but we're going to disassemble <laughs> it and assemble it down there. Okay. okay? So like It's called planning. Here's what I'm hearing. You need to buy a van, cut a hole in the middle of it. Uh, you need, I don't know, your crew is probably going to be three three people deep, right? I'd like five. Okay, five people. And so you need uh, stormtrooper outfits for all five people. I mean, and then yeah. you need what? Or really quick, really quick. Uh, if stormtrooper outfits aren't available, Power Rangers would be also be sick. Dude, I, I vote for the Power Rangers. That's pretty fun. Power Rangers just, just, robbing just a bank. That. Yeah. That'd be kind of sick too. But, but, <laughs> but you know what I don't like about that though? Here's the one thing is that like – because then what if like – because then there's – it identifies already like we don't know who's who, but we know the Red Ranger did this. We know the Blue Ranger did this oh. versus the Stormtroopers. <laughs> the Stormtroopers can, can be anybody. You don't know. Like so if you all look the same, like you who know who did what. That's true. What if they're all That's Green Ranger? Like Now that I like. They the Green Ranger is obviously the most badass. Yeah. We all know that. Guy, I don't know where I went with that story. Um but here, check out this one. Well, I didn't see the sign. You're not playing with your tits. I mean, 
That's that is it. This is my right one. <laughs> see, I can't see your hands. Oh no, the system broke down. <laughs> okay, well here. I mean, what do I, I got to do it again? Jesus Christ! Okay, there it is. There it is. Well, there's okay. Now I know the signal. All right. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, I, sh- I play with my titties. Was that the signal for me okay. to continue with my story, or yeah, for, yeah, basically, the, I, I told them earlier. Damn it, you're trying to bring people <laughs> into the background of the show. I told them very clearly, I'm going to play with my titties, and then when I stop playing with my left one and only the right one's being played with, that means he needs to do a story. And he's like, I can't see your titties. <laughs> Is that the right or left titty? God, I was very clear about this. Anyway, go on. But Jesus. Okay. Play with my right titty. I think this is my big bombshell story for the <laughs> episode here. So, oh, really? is this title? Is this gonna be the title of the episode? Well, maybe. Have you heard of uh, Xenobots? Have you heard of these? Things? Of course, I have. So, why don't you tell me what it is? Xenobots are. There was a serial called Xeno a long time ago, and then they um, uh-huh. they had bots in it, uh-huh. and if you had five of them together, oh, they'd yeah. make a make. Uh, okay, I don't know of what course. they are. Okay, fine. <laughs> Xenobot is the world's first living self-healing robot. You have to unpack that for me. Right? Living self-healing healing robot. Well, living robot already doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So, these are entirely new life forms, said the University of Vermont, which conducted the study, or which conducted the research at Tufts University. So entirely new knife forms is how they classify these things. And go on. This tiny robot is about a millimeter wide, so 0.04 inches. So uh, probably can be seen with the naked eye. Okay. And the way it's made is from frog stem cells. It's actually named Xenobot after the African clawed frog, the Xenopus lavius. We all we all know the Xenopus labius. Okay, <laughs> like pfft. so, uh, they harvested some still stem cells from these guys and then cut them up and in supercomputer reformed them and designed the body shape for these tiny new robots. I'm already imagining like it's almost like cell engines, right? Like they found these cells that seem to be little engines and now they like somehow molded them together and like. And then since it's moving around, they're calling it a no. A, a, okay, okay. Tell me more. Okay, no, so, to, so here's the deal. To make sense of this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. A, a stem cell is capable of. Uh, it's like it's the universal cell. It can turn into just about anything and become anything. And yeah. so what they've done with these is the supercomputer has programmed them to turn into skin cells and heart muscle cells. That's how this thing is powered. Essentially, it's it's a big layer of skin cells on the top and then uh, heart muscle cells on the bottom to help this thing move. Uh, it's think of a jelly bean, except uh, the bottom is a little more caved in and uh, there's kind of more limbs. They have two front limbs and just kind of a back limb. This thing is... Also, uh, it also has a hole in it for eating and carrying um, drugs to an area. They're Wait, nine... this thing is this thing is a millimeter big and it's already moving weight, moving drugs and stuff. <laughs> what, bro? What the fuck are you telling me? Yeah, the area that... in question is Mexico to Texas. <laughs> yeah, right. No, so um, no, they're thinking is this ep- your life. Possible applications for this thing could be uh, radioactive cleanup, uh, collecting microplastics in the ocean, carrying medicine inside human bodies, i.e. the drugs, or even uh, traveling into our arteries to scrape out the plaque. They're neither. I mean, I get it in a weird, like, as you're explaining it, but even now I'm sitting there like living, like living, healing robots. Are you saying they're healing because they self-heal themselves or they can help heal us? Uh, They have been cut by researchers and then they heal themselves and continue moving <laughs> the this look on that idea this is a bad idea which part the new the new type of life form or the idea that a ai supercomputer designed <laughs> it which part <laughs> 
Well, I think the AI supercomputer designing it and the fact that you're cutting it and it keeps healing it. So I just, I just imagine some like, once they get, uh, you, you described it as a millimeter wide, but once they start, they're going to just become a human and we're like shooting it with guns and they're just like, just taking it. No big deal. It's like, ah, they're just taking over the universe. I mean, they didn't describe his healing factor as Wolverine or anything, but. Uh... That's what I heard. <laughs> Here's a Wait, quote. So frog cells, you said frog cells. It's frog cells with, and then they put stem cells and gave it skin. It's it moves. frog stem cells that they stole from embryos, and then the supercomputer programmed it, programmed the stem cells, and reconfigured them into this shape. I feel like that. You know, it's funny. The more I listen to this, I'm like, "There's, there's always a MacGuffin." And I'm like, "What's the MacGuffin? Is that is supercomputer did this?" Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> so you get some frog cells, throw it into the supercomputer, and it, it 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 does its super magic, and then it makes these living healing robots that can do everything. That's crazy. So here's I a quote. Like, yeah, yeah. They're neither a traditional robot nor a known species of animal. It's a new class of artifact, a living, programmable organism. Programming what? What? How are you programming it? To do, to do what? What? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, oh, I love. No, it's a great idea. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting there already thinking about the. I'm a logistics person, so I'm already sitting there logistically. I can. I can almost wrap my head around. You have a cell of something, and you say, "Hey," I, I keep thinking of them as engines. And, you know, if you had some cell that kept moving things and then you gave it a skin and gave it a whatever, and then I guess you have to give it a program. That's where I'm losing it here. You know what I mean? Like, if I guess if you program this engine to go down this way or do this or form into this, that's amazing. I'm just sitting there like, how do you tell to do that? Oh, I completely agree. That was it was a little fuzzy on the specifics in that way. But um, it I mean, they make it seem like they can really program this thing to do just about anything. Turn left here, go there, and deposit this here, come back for more. So I, this is a... Come back for more. <laughs> this is a, a budding topic, I feel. Um, so the organisms yes. come preloaded with their own food source of uh, lipid and protein deposits, allowing them to live for a little over a week. Until they go back and feed or something? Do they feed or they just die? Well, they do have an aperture for feeding, but um, they said they can also last several weeks in nutrient-rich environments. That's the end of the world right there. They can't Zombies reproduce. Right Zombies. They can't reproduce or evolve. Yet. Yes. But so this got me thinking. Uh, an AI designed this thing, and we've never seen anything like it. So... I think that lends credence to the idea that the human body is outmoded and terminators in the future that were fighting us on a field of skulls, you know, in an ash ridden uh -huh. world would not look like us because, you know, you'd come up with a better design to suit the need. I could see the ones they sent back in time looking like us, but I think a computer would develop something way better than the human body. Well, you're you're hundred percent right in that. That's a very humanist aspect of the future, where we we still think of stuff based off our ownness, pretty much, right? When we talk, remember we had the we talked about computers a long time ago and AI and all that stuff. Yeah. We talked about how a computer, an AI, would almost need a body to interact with the world, versus an AI in theory could live on a computer. Yeah. And so how box. would that interact with the world? And so possibly. They were saying if a computer can somehow interact with the world as far as like tactile sensations and hearing and all that, that stuff, that would be the way to truly have maybe an AI experience because they could really interact with the world. So this thing, and as scary as it sounds, almost – we don't know anything about it still, but yeah. I bet you these – obviously these programs are very simple and shit, so – but it is very intriguing. That is almost like the first step into – Some new life form. Oz. I mean, we're always talking about these animals that can do amazing things like uh, this microbe that survived sub-zero temperatures and can be frozen for 600 years and then thawed out and, you know, this one that can survive extreme radiation and heat and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, mm -hmm. like, you just plug these guys into the supercomputer and give it a purpose 
and have it assemble some frog DNA into an amazing organism? I don't know. Where do I get one of these supercomputers? Because I have a computer, but uh, I want a super <laughs> one. I don't. I don't think it's so much. Well, it's got to be the hardware, but I think it's more programming. Because there's there's computers, and then there's supercomputers. There's men and supermen. I want a super one. Well, this might be the animal episode. We're talking about all these different animals and stuff. Uh, I've been reading. I keep asking Sean if we did this story because I've been reading about it, but I never tell him about it. So <laughs> here it is about moths. Uh, they've discovered that moths pretty much like the, the moth um, scales or the the fur basically or the fuzz, it can absorb up to 85% of incoming sound. Huh. And that's a way they can uh, defend themselves against echolocation. Oh, fascinating. So what's really cool is, uh, so obviously, you know, bats eat a lot of bugs and they use echolocation to find them. And so others, uh, some of the species have learned to defend against that by hearing the echolocation so mm-hmm. they can avoid the bats. But uh, these moths are, I guess a lot of moths are deaf. I didn't know this. I guess moths can't hear. So their way they evolved to avoid this is their fur pretty much absorbs it. So they're almost invisible to the, to the echolocation of the bats. That's very cool. I always thought it was something to do with like their flight, you know, in the way when you, whenever you, pick up a moth by the wings and you get the dust i it was always uh growing up as a kid it was like oh you know you don't want to rub too much of that off because it can't fly i don't know if that has anything to do it's funny they mentioned the dust too and i couldn't quite get what the dust was because i think the dust is these scales too because what we've described is fuzz or whatever i guess they're like more microscopic scales and these scales are the things that's actually absorbing these things and they it says the scales are shown to be more efficient than today's sound engineering technology so you're in the studio right now and you've been using you've been using foam technology to absorb sound yeah that is way inefficient compared to if we could get these moth scales so I'm thinking, which sounds weird to your like moth scales, right? Like you think of moth fuzz or something, but moth scales. It's too bad we don't have any mothras around. We could just take a ten foot chunk out of the uh, out of a wing there and use it for the studio. For sure, no. I think that goes back to what like a lot of our topics. Our topic should because if we could mass produce these this moth fuzz or this moth, you know, the moth scales, I should say. Then we could, you know, create this awesome technology type of deal. So I guess a lot of our topics, if we could, it is all about if we could mass produce. I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, we mass produce things from insects, anyways. Why not uh, have a moth farm that would collect the dust somehow? Maybe through some HVAC system or on the ground. I don't know. I don't know either. Like the scales, or I mean, I mean it's always about money too. Like how practical well, would that be? Yeah, you know, eventually we could do that. But what I was thinking about this technology, though, is like, how, how would you further this in the future? Like, if we could mass produce it, if we could do something like that, I'd become a superhero <laughs> called the Mothman. And I'd have, like, big bags of, of the dust or the powder all over me. Uh-huh. And, and also, my, my suit would be made of that. So I'd, I'd hopefully be silent because any noise I'd made would be absorbed by me. So Ooh. then no one would hear me. But then I'd throw the powder everywhere. I'd like, uh, someone's like, hey, Mothman! get down like i'd be hey copper c and i'd throw all this like uh <laughs> <laughs> i'd throw all the moth powder everywhere uh-huh. and then that'd make like this sound environment so like he's all shooting at me and no one could hear it i don't know how i'd avoid the bullets that's that's some other time but i could maybe mute the like if you know i'm in my room right now right i can just go poof and then no one could hear anything around me and i could well that's one thing assassin. it's like the ultimate flashbang so a flashbang is a flash and uh, a bang, which follows by a deafening sound and confusion. So if you have the uh-huh. flash, you don't necessarily need the bang because you just cover the place in dust. And now, you know, you can't see through it and you can't hear through it. I think that'd, yeah. that'd be fun. And then maybe I'd have to have goggles or something, some type of infrared goggles that I could see. I could see through the dust. There you go. And then. I don't know. Maybe I could somehow mutate myself so I could hear through it too. But that, that's that's at a that's at a you know even maybe, better. Maybe the super maybe the supercomputer could help. <laughs> nice, right? Bringing it back. Bringing it back. If we had a supercomputer, he could definitely like design me a better outfit. 
All right, I have one last topic I want to get to before we close out here, and it's a tweet from NASA. The tweet follows, NASA is excited to work with Tom Cruise on a film aboard the space station, exclamation point. We need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitions, ambitious plans a reality. You know, that's all I heard to, is the title is, Na, uh, is Tom Cruise going to do a film with NASA. And that's all I really heard. Yeah. So the fact that it's going to be the space station and that would be cool. I already want to theory craft what the, what the plot could be, but like, tell me more. Well, he's working with Elon Musk to get this done. Um, now, I know you guys have both seen uh, Top Gun, right? Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but Top Gun was a collaboration between Paramount Studios and the U.S. government, specifically really? the Navy. Yeah. So, um, I didn't know that. Did you know Stargate SG-1 was the only show that's ever been sanctioned by the Air Force? Huh. I, I would give it more credibility now if it wasn't Stargate. Poke, poke your own eyes out because I'm not there. <laughs> um, How dare you. Anyway, yeah. So uh, back in the day, uh, Paramount did uh, Top Gun in association with the Navy, and the Navy gave them a huge discount cool. on uh, their ships and planes and whatnot, except that the Navy got essentially final say with the script, and they changed mm -hmm. a few things to make the Navy more favorable because they used it essentially as a big propaganda tool. Okay. And so I'm expecting we can get the same kind of treatment out of this one where NASA really uh, combs over it and, you know, makes it a big PR thing for NASA. Oh, yeah. I can't, well, I can't imagine the movie's going to have something like everyone had, like, oh, Tom Cruise, we just discovered that everyone at NASA is lying to you and they're lying to the American people and they're all communist or something. And Tom Cruise is like, no, well, I got to stop that and like go back to Earth and stop that. Yeah, that probably won't be the, the plot. No, I agree. I agree. But so I, I, there's two trains of thoughts here. Let me tell you about the rest of the benefit that Top Gun had for the Navy real, fa real fast. I'm already trying to think about what the plot's going to be. So you, everyone start thinking about the NASA Tom Cruise plot. <laughs> I'm, I'm already having my own thoughts. So recruitment went up for the Navy. There was a measurable spike of recruitment. And um, they used the song in commercials. The um, Which song was it? The Navy it. song? Oh, oh. Yeah, I, I can't remember the trailer. I'm old. <laughs> but I, I remember it's like driving along and it's like... Yeah, we're dumb. You should yep. edit this out. I feel too dumb. I feel really dumb. We should, we should know this. I bet you if you do Top Gun music. What Take else? my breath away. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. That's it. Danger Zone. Oh, we're dumb. We're dumb, everyone. We're dumb. <laughs> um, so, and then my other train of thought on this whole thing is Tom Cruise uh, was in The Mummy, and he spe specifically wanted to shoot um, the airplane scenes in an actual airplane so they can get the weightlessness just right and tumble around and, you know, for the theatrical look. Ultimately, it added fucking nothing to the movie so yeah we've seen a good in space movie it's called just about everything out there apollo 13 was was pretty damn good right yeah oh, oh. dude that's the epitome of I, I was actually jim level for for halloween one year when i was 13 <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to the space movie what do you think it's about max well i almost want to say i, I agree with with, with what what you're saying in that tom cruise is one of those method actors and i wouldn't be surprised if this is a huge stunt by him to go to space oh yeah absolutely for real they, they probably would film on set oh yeah I'm really kind of i'm really thinking that for real like so tom cruise is basically saying he's gonna go to space and film a movie in the space station so what that's gonna be like I mean, who are the who are the extras who are the the is it just him in a space station alone like that's gonna be a boring no, movie he, he, we need some a female Oh, with, with, with quality boobs of some sort. God, <laughs> I mean, a good actress, a good actress. This show has failed the Bechtel test in so many ways. Tom Cruise is going to get blasted to the space station, but it's not going to be in the way you think because the movie, you would think it'd be in a rocket, but there's no time. 
because the space station's breaking down or it's falling in, a, in an orbit. It's going to take a week or something, but it's going to crash. So it's like a it's a countdown clock. So Tom Cruise needs to be blasted off to the to the space station in a satellite. So he's, he's going to have to get into the fetal position and get in a satellite, and they're going to have to blast him off. And the movie's going to be about oh he's too skinny or he's too big or he's too whatever, and they're going to be like <laughs> we can barely get him up there. And he's going to get up there, and he's probably going to have to like get launched off and then do some like spacewalk jump to the to the to the international space station he's going to make it just barely but he's going to make it and of course tom cruise will do all his own stunts well, because this is this is a scam just so he could go up to space and then when he gets up there he'll just you know and i'll find some find an alien and and, and kill it that, that's all i got I, don't, I, I know the beginning more than the ending honestly yeah i i'm ambivalent i'll see how this goes and you know, it's just a it, it's a big propaganda machine, but I'm not necessarily against it. I hope I hope that's a good film at the end of the day. I just hope it's very scientifically accurate. Otherwise, I'm out. I'm walking out the theaters. Right, people are poking holes day. in Gravity and uh, Interstellar and all those other ones. But you know what's funny? The holes suck on some levels too, because you know, you you can poke holes in a lot of stuff. Think about all the action movies you see where some guy sneaks up behind someone and like slightly hits them on the head and they get like knocked out. Uh-huh. You see that all the time. But in real life, if someone was knocked out like in that fashion, they'd be so fucked up. Or or sometimes <laughs> they're knocked out and the guy and they're sitting there having a conversation. The guy's like sitting there knocked out. And that means they're knocked out for a minute or two. They would wake up with like severe problems if they were knocked out <laughs> that hard type of deal and every time i see it i'm like ah but at the same time it's so nice for movies and stuff because if you didn't have that every time you like the good guy had to take out a guard it'd be like they be beating them to death or or what chloroforming it like what the fuck could you really do so you almost need that stuff just to like tell the the stories Thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter or Instagram at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe to your podcast app or subscribe to Biggie Majig.